It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book on Football Friday here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alongside me, over 80 years of experience in Nevada just alone. Between Chris Andrews and Vinny Maliula, both here as always. Gentlemen, happy to have you both along for the ride as always. Thanks for having us. Good to be with you, buddy. Yeah, 80. A good thing we're getting younger, Chris. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's just start off before we get to these four games and we'll go in depth on all four of these here today. Uh, just we we talked about it a little bit uh, when Vinny was with us earlier in the week, just last weekend. And Chris, you, you, we talked about it on Friday. Usually a pretty good week for underdogs. Right. Uh, you go through it, of course, the big one on Sunday afternoon where Green Bay, forget, just covered the spread. They they win comfortably. Obliterated. It was a 32-point game with six minutes yeah. to go, window dressing the 16 at the end. Uh, uh, the Rams kind of get forgotten in the shuffle here. Yeah. The Rams on Sunday night covered. They just didn't win outright. Yeah. Bucks win outright. Houston on Saturday to get the weekend going win outright. The only two chalky favorites to win and cover were Kansas City and Buffalo last weekend. Mm -hmm. And here they are meeting on uh, the again. finale for the weekend. Yeah. Uh just uh just again a uh a wild card weekend that went very well for the most part for you guys. Went really well. But I, I you know I was on another show this morning uh, some friends of mine out of Iowa and he he's he's going through every dog he liked and I said, you know, be careful. I said I'm telling you the you know, of course, you, I don't believe in voodoo handicapping. I mean, that's not the way this thing works. <laughs> Everything is decided on the field. But traditionally, that first weekend is a dog weekend. And traditionally, the second weekend is a lot more favorites. So be careful. Yeah, and I think that the, now <clears throat> the two biggest favorites are also the two uh, teams that have had the most rest. Yeah. So we know that these teams are... Um, and we're talking about the, the Ravens and the 49ers. And, and football teams are special, right? Professional teams, creatures of habit. They get into a rhythm, and uh, their rhythm has been somewhat up, you know, upset because of the, uh, the benefit, you know, or, or the, they, they earn the right to be the number one seeds. Um, so I think, you, you know, I think more seasoned betters will start or look at the dogs there. Double, you know, in, in some cases, you know, if they can get 10 particularly, um, to probably look towards the uh, the dogs in 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 the first halves, or if if first quarter wagering available uh, there as well. But look, they're they're number one seeds for a reason, and uh, they've earned it, and they've gotten themselves there. So, um, and the both are both the games on uh, on Saturday. So uh, you know, but then you've got a, a a complete opposite extreme in the case of the Bills with what two days less. To prepare with even more injuries than they've had, and we'll get to each one of them individually. Mm -hmm. But those are some of the things too that you want to take into consideration. Yeah, there's again only four games, but a lot going on yeah. within all mm -hmm. of these games, as you said, and and Vinny, like you brought up, and you've said it in the past as well. You just said it there. We haven't seen Baltimore and San Francisco's real guys almost a month. Yeah, three weeks. almost a month yeah. at this exactly. point. Yeah, because uh, of course that was Sam Darnold in Week 18 for San Francisco. It was uh, Tyler Huntley for. Baltimore in week 18, uh, both of those in losing efforts, not but not changing the seating. They both of those teams had it wrapped up after week 17. All right, let's start with the first one. Start in Baltimore. Ravens, of course, the number one seed. First time they have been the number one seed since 2019. I know Raven fans don't like me bringing that one up because they were stunned that day by Tennessee and as a double-digit favorite in that game, and they lost outright pretty handily that day a few mm -hmm. years ago. I, you know, when we talk about we talk about these teams, sometimes these pieces aren't pretty similar to what they were. The head coach is still there, obviously. The quarterback is still there. A lot of those pieces actually still there from that 2019 collapse against Tennessee. Uh, and then, of course, on the Houston side, well, you're playing with house money. Chris, what, what did they open for the Super Bowl here? Were they? Oh my God, I'd have to look. Were they <laughs> pretty were they, high? Yeah, two hundred and fifty to one. Uh, had I, to have been I one of the probably had them the pretty close to that. I'm yeah. not sure. Hold on, let me I check my to, let me check they, my they laptop. Check your computer. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, I kind of learned my lesson the one year when I opened the Rams three hundred to one. And then Kurt uh, in Warner 2000 showed up. And Kurt Warner, <laughs> this guy Kurt Warner, who was stocking shelves in some <laughs> grocery store. 
And I'm here listening to Dick Vermeil, who I love Dick Vermeil, but he tends to see the world through rose-colored glasses. And we'll play good football with Kurt Warner. Yeah, sure. Uh, and, of <laughs> course, they went on to win the Super Bowl. I really uh, I got waxed pretty good that time. Uh, so I don't open things too high because I know this is, the of all the leagues, this is the most volatile. Crazy things can happen. Who saw C.J. Stroud? I mean, I like them to be the number one draft choice over Bryce Young. I never dreamt he'd be this. I mean, no, he's I know one did. And D'Amico Ryan's, yeah, he was a good coordinator. But how many coordinators become offensive or become head coaches? And then all of a sudden, they're just very mediocre, you know. And uh, I didn't know that was going to happen with D'Amico Ryan's, but both of those have turned out to be fantastic. One hundred fifty to one a year ago, yeah. and then kind of bumped it up a little bit after the draft. Remember, you know, when we put these up too at this time of year, yeah. you tend to you have to be a little bit more conservative for uh, wait. To, to see, I guess, how the teams come through the draft, and not just because of who they draft, but also if, if there's any uh, uh, deals that, let's say, trades that come around around the draft that could have an impact uh, quarterback, you know, uh, for instance, uh, go to go to that team. So you have to be a little bit more conservative. But so after the draft, and again, they, uh, Chris brought up a, a good point about drafting CJ CJ Stroud in in the first round. Um, Nobody saw this coming, and we bumped them. So it doesn't mean that they just went down from 150. They did go up, I think, yeah. through 200. Yeah. At you know, at some point, you know, in in the spring. Um, and by the way, and I've been saying it for a long time now. You know that there's this expectation of these first and second year quarterbacks uh, that I think is unrealistic a lot of times, particularly by fan bases. C.J. Stroud has exceeded that. There's no oh, question yeah. about it. He's an exception to 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 the rule. To to expect that kind of a difference uh, that soon uh, sometimes is unrealistic. Uh, but now certainly, I'll tell you what, C.J. Stroud put a lot of uh, pressure on this year's quarterback uh, draft class for sure well, uh, because he had a I'm great sorry, job. No, that's, no, but, I, you know, yeah. I, I mean, just this is my own personal feelings and experience after all these years. I tend to not really look at the draft so much of like who they drafted I'm looking more at like draft day trades yeah. and Houston really didn't do that. I mean, yeah. they beefed up their roster. And like I said, they had, you know, a quarterback who I liked a lot in college, but you know, I mean, most of these and no guys, one expected. Yeah, and the, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's again, mm -hmm. I like them as a defensive coordinator, but you know, I mean, he's only there a couple years, uh, you know, taking sure. over for uh, Salah uh, who went to the Jets. you know, I mean, so, I mean, I liked all those parts, but I, you know, I tended to, you know, Kind of like Vinny said, I, I jumped them sure. up after that. But let me go on and also say we're in great shape with with them and everybody oh, I'm, else. I'm sure. Yeah, so, Again, yeah. they were. What, oh. I'm sorry. The, the other thing to throw in there, Jeff, is the fact that the the Jaguars were pr pretty good sized favorites oh, to yeah, win the division. They had to get yeah. through the division exactly. first. A hundred percent. Well, yeah. or, or yeah. even just make the yes no playoffs. Yeah. yeah, they were big yeah. underdog to make the playoffs. Yeah. And again, before the year when uh, the previous tenant of, of this studio, I. I I Houston under six and a half was one of my favorite under bets this year because it was just the case of, all right, if everything goes well, they go six and 11 and here they are playing in the second weekend. Oops. I look, I had, Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to be wrong plenty as we all, we all have those kind of things. Absolutely. That's, hey, that's look, this it, racket. It, it, ha it happens. Uh, but here they are, Chris, uh, you, you actually just took a bet uh, recently yeah. or really a, 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 uh, mountain, an accumulation, a yeah. mountain of bets yeah. on Baltimore, and that number has now moved back to the nine and a half, which you opened it at. It did move; it went nine and a half, then a day later back to nine, and now just a few minutes ago, like I said, nine and a half. Well, on one of my way. sharp guys took the nine and a half. You know, I mean, I didn't move it. I, I, I'll tell you what; we're going to go through all these games. I don't have strong opinions on any of them. I'm just going to tell everybody right now. I'm moving with my business, but one of my real sharp guys took the nine and a half, and I went to nine, and uh, you know, we got bets from guys who were shopping the number. I mean, nine sure. was the best number around, but it wasn't like they weren't beating down a door as a bet that a nine, you know, but, uh, you know, finally we had enough to, to finally move me back up to nine and a half. Good. Hey, listen. So on the gone gaming side, which is uh, out of state, particularly in uh, New Mexico, we're at 10. <laughs> I mean, so um, if you have the ability to shop, you know, you have relatives in different get, parts get, of the country. Get on that Southwest flight yeah. to Albuquerque, guys. You know, and you know, there's a little bit of weather, but uh, the weather's going to be better tonight than it is tomorrow. So, uh, just <laughs> you know, there's uh, you call regional biases, but uh, you know, listen, 
in today's day and the age, Ravens in New Mexico. There yeah. you go. In today's day and age, uh, you've got the ultimate uh, uh, ability to shop. So yeah, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Well, you call up your friends in Gallup, and you'll be in good shape yeah. there. Uh, probably, if, probably if you have an out in DC or, or something. Oh my you gosh, have, there might be eleven there. Who knows? Yeah, that especially with uh, with some shop, some shops that are in that area. Yeah, you, yeah. You, could, you could end up with with some bloated stuff. I had a buddy call me this morning and say, "What's the line on Tampa?" I said. Uh, and, and he called me from Tampa. I said, "Well, it's, it's probably going to be the lowest. Uh, it, it, it's definitely lower in in your in your part of the country than it is uh, than it is here, and certainly in Detroit." So, uh, you told me to take four and a half off you. What do you want? Uh, oh, those were the old days. We uh, used to pull we could, that. We yeah. could do that. I do want to ask about the total because yeah. that's really more so than just the side. That's really what's been bopped here. Yeah. Open 46, down to 43 and a half now. The weather, so the East Coast had a bunch of bad weather today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of it is going to be out of there by tomorrow. But as we've talked about on this show, plenty more so than precipitation, it's the wind. Mm -hmm. And it's a steady 15 mile an hour wind would gust up to 25, 30 in Baltimore tomorrow. Uh, that that's really the reason for the move here is that wind report. It's going to be 27 and, and, and partly cloudy. At, well, it'll be dark by 430 in Baltimore, but you get my drift there, Chris. Yeah, I mean, that's been a steady attack on the under, but like you said, it's really the, uh, you know, it's the wind more so than, than precipitation or the cold or anything like that. And right now, uh, yeah, it looks pretty windy. I think the running game is going to be a real big key to this game. And uh, I think that's one of the things you have to look at for, uh, you know, both strategically for the total and uh, strategically for uh, whatever side you pick. You know what? I think the other, <clears throat> the other part of this game um, for the Tech Texans have had some injuries for a while. I mean, everybody has injuries, but there's certainly a cluster of injuries, right? Um, and I think they've got a couple of more after last week. Uh, on the defensive end, Hughes, I think is he's 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 not going to play. Um, Noah Brown, which listen, he's not the primary target, but certainly uh, adds depth there. But here's the the note I noticed: the Ravens, even with all this rest, it's their defensive depth in particular is going to be tested in this game mm -hmm. because of how many guys they have out. So no Marlon Humphrey. Yep. Mark Andrews, who there was a right. question of, he, hey, he might be ready to be back. He's not quite ready, even though, in all honesty, as great as Andrews yeah. is, they have missed the beat because I say likely was awesome after Andrews' injury. Uh, but but you're right on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Marlon Humphreys, especially against this yeah. team, yeah. that is a big deal that he's not playing in this yeah. game. I, I think, it's by the way, the Andrews thing, wasn't he like a full participant a week ago when they were off? It, no, well, they don't really have practice. In practice I understand yeah. that, but you know, to be, be a full go in practice, which in in essence is what a week, at least another week. I'm a little surprised. You know what? It wouldn't shock me if he does in fact play, but I, I, I don't know. But he, he he's officially ruled officially out. ruled out. Yeah, officially well, ruled out. I can tell you that uh, their defensive depth is really gonna. We're gonna we're gonna see what it what it uh, what it uh, what it looks like tomorrow, even with uh, all the time off. Well, with the Ravens again, this team this year at the two minute warning, except for Week 18 where they didn't play their guys. Yeah, that, either, you throw that out. So in the 17 games where they actually tried, they either trailed or were tied at the two minute warning at all. Or excuse me, were either ahead or tied, so they never trailed at the two minute warning this year. The in 17 games. Which well, is shocking. I, I, you know, because of the weather, because yeah. of the wind. I look through, you know, the Ravens have gained a thousand more yards on the ground yeah. than Houston has. Yeah, it sounds right. I, I think that's going to be the key to the game. Uh, can they continue to run the ball? Um, yeah. You know, we all know how great Jackson is. And I think, you know, some of the Stroud stuff, um, he's just gotten better and better. So, I mean, you have to really look at like the last maybe five, six, seven games if you want to look at, uh, see how good Stroud uh, actually is rather than looking at a whole season, but nonetheless, they're still really good numbers. Take the whole season, but you know, I think that uh, that's going to be the key to the game. Can the Ravens dominate on the ground and control the clock? And uh, you know, and if they get a lead, which you know, I mean, handicapping wise, it looks like they will. Can they maintain it throughout the game? That's uh, that's going to be the big question. And again, you have to throw out the first game at. Don't, I, 
don't take I don't take a single Chrissy's thing points from well taken. Yeah, you know about the last you know recent recent play and everything. Um, you know there's there's obviously uh, another game, a couple of games, right? Where we we've you know had some uh, uh, team. It's it's a rematch of, of of a game earlier in the season. But these are again these are different circumstances as well because the loser goes home. I mean, well, so, and, and also too. I and mean, just what's current form? Look looking like, back at know? that game, yeah, completely. Both teams were sub yard, five yards per play. Remember, Houston's defense played pretty well, and then they fell apart in the second half. Yeah. Uh, what it, what game was it? How it was game one? one. Game one. Oh, week okay. one. What what game did they play? The Steelers. Uh, I think it was game three or four. Game four. Four. Or game five. Let me just double check that on the, on that. Was, they played Pittsburgh in their fourth game. Yeah, that was the. I mean. <laughs> Of course, I was rooting for the Steelers and watching it, and then, oh my God, they completely manhandled. Well, the that was remember that was the stretch. Houston started season zero and two because they they lost to Indy the following week. Mm-hmm. Then they went on the road and destroyed Jacksonville, uh, and then they did that. Where again, I thought it was a great fade spot against sure. them in Week Four, and they that game was never competitive against Pittsburgh. That's thirty to six, and it was really felt like it was fifty to six. I'll tell you one of my first indicators that Houston might be better than I had thought. Uh-huh. And I mentioned it on this show. One of my really sharp guys, I always put up, you know, team versus team matchups. And I try to do, you know, like two, the two Texas teams, the two Pennsylvania teams, New York team, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he made a, one of my sharpest betters that on Houston plus four games against Dallas. Now I had Dallas at about 10 and a half wins and Houston at about six and a half. So I mean, I thought the number was okay. He did not. Got and, there pretty and easily. He, uh, I mean, I don't think he had a whole lot of sweat after week three, four, or five, something like that. Um, so that was uh, an early, early indicator that maybe my evaluation with with Houston was a little bit off. And those first two games too, that's where the yeah. the number ticked on the futures up a, a, yeah. a little bit I mean, as they well. Look, they, so they not a, like a bad team. overreaction, but. Certainly, you, you yeah. have to you have to adjust them up some. You know, yeah, we so. move them every week. Yeah. You know, I mean, Absolutely. based on results. Yeah, yeah. let's uh, go to Saturday night. San Francisco hosting Green Bay. Uh, this is one where you can throw the past history of the recent years out the window. <laughs> <laughs> totally different team in Green Bay, as yeah. we know. Yeah. Totally different team in San Francisco. In all honesty, uh, especially at the quarterback position in those two previous meetings, the 2019 NFC title game. Of course, the Raheem Mostert ran for. Felt like 5,000 yards in that game uh, in route to getting to the Super Bowl. And then, of course, the giant upset two years ago in Lambeau. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers isn't here anymore. Uh, really, the only Aaron Jones is still there and Matt LaFleur. And that's basically it on the Green Bay side. On the offensive side of the ball, it's a totally new-look team. Obviously, the gigantic shocker last week where they just demolished Dallas in their own building. Yeah. And here they are, Chris. And this kind of feels like you're... For what it's worth, right now you're a ten. Mm-hmm. It's the only ten in the market here mm-hmm. in Nevada. Uh, it's basically it's nine and a half everywhere else with a total of fifty and a half. This kind of one of those is kind of with screams, and I know there's concerns with hey the Niners haven't played their guys in three weeks. To me, this screams natural regression from Green Bay, where you have always said a team is never as good as they looked the previous week. On the flip side, they're never as bad as they looked the previous week because we won't know that with Dallas because they're done, but. This kind of feels like a regression back for Green Bay, and it's a bad matchup, all things considered, going uh, against a rested team that is still, to me, even with that result on Christmas, still the best team in the NFL. Well, if they are as good as they were last week, we could just give them the Lombardi Trophy. Well, they might, yeah, they're yeah. going to come here we and win as a seven. Forget the rest of these games. Aaron who? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they look fantastic. But, you know, I, I, I try to do a little bit of homework here, and just the efficiency – uh, the the San Francisco efficiency numbers, some of the things that I look at, I mean, they're just off the charts. I mean, they they are clearly the best team in the league, you know, even above the Ravens. So I, I would have second. But they, they are just super efficient. Now, that being said, 10 is a mountain to climb. But, you know, there is uh, one of my absolute sharpest guys laid me the nine and a half. I mean, and I, he probably has the moves well over 90% of the time. So if he laid me nine and a half, I could tell you there'll probably be a lot more tens in the marketplace at some point. Now they may take the ten, that's fine. But I think you'll see plenty of tens coming around. The guy's double sharp and uh, bets a lot of money. Usually, whatever I want to take from him, he's willing to bet me. Uh, but he, he bet. I moved it. I don't have strong opinion. Like I said, if you go by strictly the numbers, 
they should win the game fairly comfortably. San Francisco, I'm talking about. But 10 is just a lot of points in a playoff game. You know, when you when you look at the Niners, you look at that? the Niners. I don't know. It wasn't okay. It wasn't my laptop. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and <laughs> I have to hear from the peanut gallery over there. There's nothing wrong with a little old school pencil and paper. It's number two. Um, the thing about the Niners that's that's different than than most teams, and again, they still have to get it done uh, and credit the Packers uh, for what they've accomplished so far. But you, you always have, if, if you're a an offensive coordinator, right, you, you're identifying who who's the defensive player that I've got to account for. I mean, my gosh, you saw last week where Aaron Donald was double and triple teamed. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the case of the Niners, they've got two. They've got a bookend situation here. So this, the point is that this is a completely different and much more aggressive defense that uh, Jordan Love and and this offensive line is is going to see. Now Lafleur knows this and, and things. You know, the question is how do they adjust and can they make effective enough adjustments to get Love out of the rhythm that he has settled into? Um, you know, since that disaster uh, a month ago at home against Tampa Bay too soon. Oh. Um, but you know, the thing you only knew, it's, that's, that's the key. And, and again, now you've got a, you know, probably the most diverse offense uh, in, in, in the Niners as well. So I, I, to, to Chris's point, I, I could see where, um, especially if the, if things go the better's way in the first, well, whether they do or they're not, I think they're going to see more Niner money tomorrow. You'll see Packer money on the uh, on the money line, Chris. Right? I yeah. Mean, oh it's yeah. Not, We're not having really a shock Packer when you see line. you know uh, you know uh, support for the dog uh, with with the you know with the big money line people taking you know four and a quarter uh, you know four ten uh, four dollars not not unusual in uh, in this regard, but I could see where uh, the Niners will be getting more support. I, 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 nine and a half, I still like San Francisco. I'm not mm-hmm. interested in laying the full 10. This yeah. is one of those where still 20 and nine and a half. So you like Green Bay, probably might be, it could very easily be the peak of the market is 10. I don't really see this mm-hmm. going through 10, get 10 and a half. I, it really just all comes down to one guy for me on San Francisco. How is Brock Purdy going to handle, handle this? And I know last year in the postseason, he handled it well. Yeah. Where, they blasted Seattle. He was great in that game, uh, especially the second half. They blasted Seattle. Seattle's somehow winning that game at halftime. Uh, and then the following week, he was fine against Dallas. Did mm-hmm. what he needed to do. Didn't have a back-breaking turnover. Uh, and then you can't take anything from that Eagle game. Get no, that injured was... immediately. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and uh, Josh Johnson was not ready for the moment. And well, I don't need to bring rehash that for Niner fans out there. We're still convinced they would have won the Super Bowl last year if Brock Purdy stayed healthy. Uh, but I'm curious here now with this Green Bay defense where they've been erratic. They've been completely erratic this year where we have seen, not to bring the Tampa game up again, but that sort of effort. But you, where, but you will. Go I ahead. will. I will. Yeah. Where oh, they got chopped up. No, I mean, Baker was the, it was the first perfect passer rating by a road quarterback ever in Lambeau history, and they've yeah. been playing football up there for a long time. Um, then you have what they've done while the game was a game last week where – they confused the heck out of Dak. They mm-hmm. made him make mistakes mm-hmm. he hadn't made all year. And the two previous weeks, now Minnesota was playing two backup quarterbacks in that game, whatever. Yep. But they were great against Chicago. Chicago coming in one of the better teams in the NFC the previous mm-hmm. the, the last month mm-hmm. of the season. And they held him without a touchdown. So what am I getting? What defense am I getting from Green Bay here? Good question. Are we yeah. going to get the defense that Brock Purdy's going to be able to carve up like Baker Mayfield did a month ago? Or am I going to get the defense to make Dak Prescott look like a rookie last week for the game while that game was still a game last week? I lean towards the first. Yeah. But as you say, Chris, I have what you said again in my head where this usually is a good week, especially for those one seeds covering numbers. Yeah. And this kind of feels like, all right, they're rested. I know we haven't seen them in three weeks with the starters, but it feels like San Francisco handles their business and moves on to next week. Well, as in almost every situation there's there's so many cross currents that oh, you can course. look at to convince yourself one way or the other the one thing i got a couple of things first of all I'll talk about brock purdy i tried to go through he's very efficient yes I mean, he is there's 
everybody's trying to find flaws in the kid's game. You know, why was he a seventh round draft choice? Why was he not highly regarded? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I can't answer those questions, but I can't answer that. He's been very efficient ever since he's been given the starting job for San Francisco. And there's a variety of reasons coaching. He's got a great cast with, you know, McCaffrey gets all the publicity, but Vinny and I have talked. We love Debo Samuel. This guy's fantastic. You got Kittle. You got, you got a lot of help along the way. All that being said, he's still extremely efficient. The other side that I could take on this is the Niners' home field advantage is not that great. You know, they're, and again, you have to look home versus road. Not that they're easy to beat in Santa Clara. They're not. But they're not a team that, that blows out a lot of teams at, you know, home or road. There's no difference is what I'm saying. So I think if you look at strictly that number, if you're looking strictly at that number, I can easily make a case for Green Bay. But as I said earlier, if you look at the efficiency numbers on this team, they they are clearly the most efficient team in the NFL. Um, whether that translates to a double-digit victory, that's the question you have to answer yourself if you're going to make a bet on this game. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Chrissy summed it up uh, beautifully. I mean, I think the, the key with Purdy is um, the way he has – the way they have outlined his responsibilities within that system, which I think is a great coaching job, right? I mean, sure. if you, we, listen, if, and again, it would be the case with any team just about, but if, if, if Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback on this team, it's a, it's a, it's probably a much different set of play calling. It's a much different, you know, uh, set of circumstances, right? Um, I think it's, you know, Shanahan looks at, listen, this is who he is. This is what we've got. Um, and this is the design, having terrific, diverse weapons around him. I mean, the Samuels, the McCaffreys, the Kittles. I mean, you know, Schustick even out, out of nowhere will come out and do, you know do something. Right. So, so, the, so I think the and the offensive line is terrific. And listen, you stay within the system. You know, don't you know, don't do anything that's gonna that's gonna beat us. Uh, you know, look, uh, so I, I think that's, that's actually, you know, to me, a credit all around to both coach coaching staff and quarterback taking it on board. Yeah. And let's not forget John Lynch too. Lynch. Amazing job. One of, uh, and there was people questioning that. And I gotta, I have to yeah, tell I, you, yeah. you, you find me a better GM. Maybe there's somebody as good, but I'll tell you what, he's as good as there is. He's I know there's a, a lot of teams. teams. And there's a lot of fans out there. Wouldn't mind having John Lynch in, in, in that front office. Well, I mean, just look at San Francisco. Take out that those Harbaugh years. The Niners since the flip of since the flip of the millennium before Shanahan and 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 Lynch got there, they were a mess yeah. for the most part mm-hmm. of, of this millennium. Mm-hmm. You had the years where obviously Harbaugh got to the, the three out of the three straight NFC title games, including the Super Bowl appearance. But other than those three years, yeah. that, that was just a, a short mm-hmm. blip on the radar. Mm-hmm. It went right back into not being particularly yeah. good. Before Shanahan got there, yep. uh, along with Lynch, uh, I, I do want to ask you this before we move to the Sunday games, because these are non-traditional teaser numbers the, in these Saturday games for teaser tickets that that may come abound for Saturday games. Is it going to be more people taking a dog up, or is it going to be more people taking this down to a three and a half, which is a number you don't really want on a teaser? I, I, <laughs> definitely taking them down. Taking you know, down. there's no doubt. But I always tell guys, you know, and I, I think there's a decent correlation. If you lay the run and a half in baseball or tease a game down to three and a half in football, you are begging for trouble. Oh, I, I would say so. You're going to win plenty of those. I know that. But you are begging for trouble. If you get behind, it's that much longer to catch <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but listen, if you get, let's say you, you look, even, you know, even though the juice is higher, um, Pros may look at plus 17 and plus 17, uh, you yeah. know, so teasers are going to be in, in both directions, but I think Chrissy is, is absolutely right that yeah. there'll be more teasing down yeah. um, with uh, with both favorites. Oh, the other thing, too, we get a lot of teaser totals, mm-hmm. you know, teasers on totals. And, uh, you know, that's uh, a public service announcement. I don't recommend that either. Players. I was going to say Godspeed if you're doing Yeah, that. I mean, you, you're <laughs> playing with fire on that one too. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back. We're going to Sunday. The Lions look for just the third time in their franchise's history to win multiple playoff games in the same postseason. 
They haven't done it since the before the merger. Turb, Tobin wrote. Yeah, Tobin wrote. Before your, before your time? I think before. Uh, mo- it might be before your dad's time. I, I, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, we'll th- talk about that. And, of course, the big one. For the third time in four years, Kansas City will play Buffalo in the postseason. But for the first time, this is in Western New York. We break them down next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Mega Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in. Sports by the Book is the show here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Piles. Chris Andrews is here. Vinny Maliulo is here. It's a football Friday. Quick programming note for tomorrow. Just a reminder, our new Saturday and Sunday schedules, 90 minutes, 8.30 to 10 Pacific time. That's uh, 11.30 to 1 if you're watching us on the East Coast. Uh, getting you ready for college hoops, the NFL playoffs, and much more on Saturday and Sundays. Myself and Alex White. All right, let's go to Sunday. Chris just took some, some action during mm-hmm. the show on this game. And that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road at the Detroit Lions, a matchup we all expected oh, in the second sorry. round of the postseason <laughs> at the beginning of the year. Hey, the Lions were supposed to win the division before yeah. the year, and they handled their business. Sure. Tampa, I thought, was going to be the worst team in the NFL. Not so much. Uh, the the Bucs uh, just got bet. Uh, yeah. Chris, you had it six and a half. Now back to six on Detroit uh, with a total of 49 and a half. So a good old they, they, Sunday. These games are the good old togglers here between some key numbers. Uh, six and a half back to six now on Detroit. I opened the game six. Yep. My numbers come to six. Right on it. But I went to six and a half because, you know, one thing, and God knows, I've been so lucky in my life. I was 14 years old, a teenager, having lunch with Bob Martin, who's the Babe Ruth of bookmakers. And Bob would always say, What's, where's this number going to go? And I thought it was one of those deals where six to me was a one-way number. It was only going to go up. I didn't think it was going to go to five and a half. So I saw some six and a half move up in the market, and I went fairly quickly from six to six and a half. And we've been sitting there all week. And then now here they are. They finally took the six and a half. So I have no beef with the number, no beef with the play. But I, I, (laughs) you know, like I said, between six and six and a half, I thought six and a half was probably a little bit better of a betting number as a bookmaker because I thought there was a better chance of it. If I had six, I didn't think I was going to go to five or five and a half. If I had six and a half, I could see it going to six, maybe going to seven, although I kind of doubt it. Um, but anyway, here we are. We're, we're at six and a real good play on both sides. And uh, I don't have a particular side I like, but uh, I'm going to yield to my uh, friend here on the left, see what <laughs> he likes. You know, I look, I look at this game 
and Tampa, give Tampa a tremendous amount of credit, especially for what they've accomplished in the last month. Um, but when you look at what Detroit has, has accomplished really for the entire season, right? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really a complete body of work. And let's say you look at the last month, still a, a very good, good body of work. Um, I will tell you this, and, and, and if you watched the Ram game last week, this is a this is a tough place to play. This is a, this is this is a pretty oh, good yeah. home field. Ah, it's yeah. electric in there. Yeah. I, I've got to tell you, um, you know, when you look at the uh, uh, the false start issues and and some of the miscommunications that occurred on some audibles and things like that for the Rams, so you have to pay attention to that. Um, you know, to me, last week, again, not to take anything away from the Buccaneers, this Philadelphia team has not been. They've been out of sorts for over a month. So I look at who, you know, who these teams beat. You know, the Rams could have won like that game last week, um, but Detroit found a way to do it. Um, Baker Mayfield's been a warrior all along. I tell you, of, uh, I think there's going to be continued support at some point for the Lions here. Uh, although, listen, I'm sure that was a respected opinion that that, that took that six and a half. Even though it's only a couple of games, and this is the early game on Sunday, I think the impact of any carryover from from tomorrow, Chris, is probably going to may may impact where this where this number goes or doesn't. Um, you know, if there's a split tomorrow, then that's great. You know, for our side of the counter. Um, but I, I I tell you what, um, the Lions showed showed me a great deal last week, and. Uh, you know, gutsy. It's uh, they, they've got that. They've got that look. And uh, and again, when we talk about how this is the week for favorites, this is uh, the second shortest favorite out there. That's uh, that's really shown shown a great deal, in my opinion. I have no clue in this game. I have no clue because I've doubted Tampa all year, except for basically an NFC South spots. Then last week. That was just a classic. I should have just trust my eyes that yeah. the, that the Eagles by the end of the year were awful. Were were the worst team in the postseason by the end of the year. They were fourteen yeah. out of fourteen by the end of the year. Uh, I would have taken anyone who was in the playoffs over them in retrospect, and I didn't do it. And Tampa, I mean, it looked for a moment that Philly may have stabilized things, and then the tush push gets stopped. Stopped yeah. and. Yeah. Like, uh-oh, something really bad is going on. Now Kelsey's on. retiring. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> well, you know what the amazing part about the tush push getting stopped is that Vita Vea legitimately took out more than half of the offensive line yeah. on the one play, uh, which yeah. is, that's a secret now. You can stop yeah. the tush push by having Vita Vea or one of those elite defensive tackles on your team. Uh, but I, I, but for Tampa, I, I, it comes back to what you, you are saying here, Vinny. Like, how much of that last week? How much of that was Tampa, yeah. and how much of that was that Philadelphia by the end of the year was bad? They were bad by 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 the end by the end of last week, uh, and then for Detroit, this can work two ways. Where that is, and, and it's weird to say the phrase I'm about to say in the playoffs, but I wonder if there is an emotional letdown. And for, I know that is for Detroit, yes. And I know that is a bizarre thing to say in the postseason. Yeah, but after last week. First home playoff game in 30-plus years. Not only are you back in the playoffs at home, you're playing the dude who played quarterback for you for over a decade, who uh, made it to the playoffs twice. And yeah. it, it, heroic that he could get the Detroit Lions to the playoffs twice. And now you have your six-point favorite in the playoffs against a team that, on paper, going into the postseason, was the weakest team in the playoffs, either conference, I just wonder if there is some sort of even if it even though even if it doesn't show up, maybe Tampa first half where Detroit's flat off of that last week, and then they find a way in the second half. That's a good angle. It's a very very <clears throat> difficult handicap yeah, for me. Yeah. This is the diff most difficult handicap of the weekend. Part of the reason I'm probably not going to play anything. I guess the question you have to ask yourself too is, <clears throat> can can both teams win a grind out game? I think they're both capable of. Okay, it, yeah. I think both can both teams win a shootout. Well, <laughs> I think Detroit's more apt to do that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you something kind of funny? You were talking about the game last week. 
And there's a guy, I don't know if he's listening because we've had a couple exchanges. I don't know him personally, but we've had some good exchanges on Twitter. He's really kind of a smart guy. But one of his things on Twitter, he said last week, I would fire any bookmaker who had Philly a favorite over Tampa Bay. If I ran, and I'm, there's no and bookmakers they, left that. Well, and that's number. And by the, by the way, when they kicked off, we needed Tampa Bay. By the way, wait <laughs> yeah, a second. Was that the same? Was it, weren't we the same bookmakers that we opened it two and it got that up to three? <laughs> so I'm thinking, myself, you okay. know, I block very few people on Twitter, almost none. Oh, you know, because uh, sometimes they're just hilarious. Some of the things that they <laughs> well, say I'm are sure just that he's just great entertainment. That individual's and, retired now because of all the money they made. <laughs> all the money like made said, he's kind of a nice guy. I, you know, I don't know if he's listening so, or not. He might be, but uh, oh, good for him. You know, That's I good. mean. Uh, but that that Opie Cash, those kind of statements are just kind of funny to me. Opie Cash, <laughs> uh, I, I love that type of stuff. Whenever you manage, when you yeah. bring that up, Chris. Oh yeah, those are people that know better. Oh yeah, better than, than the eighty plus years. Of yeah, right. I've only been doing right. it since seventy nine. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, total on this, uh, you guys are actually market low on the total at forty nine and a half. It's mostly fifty. Yeah. Uh, would imagine that you'll probably hit fifty at some point yeah. and. Quite frankly, I'd be shocked if it stopped there. In all honesty, Pro yeah. I think well, the weather's going to be a factor, answer. according to that one. <laughs> that was uh, awesome. When I, I just, I'll give Bulls credit for not total. Yeah. Well, Todd, yeah. Todd Bulls is a very ma mild mannered yeah. human being. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great question. That was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Tampa uh, and Detroit. That's uh, the early game on Sunday. Which is not till three o'clock Eastern noon Pacific. Remember? Do you remember when they used to play these early games at nine thirty in the morning? Yeah, uh, I, I, that was uh, last year. They did that. Last year they did it in the early two thousands. Was the last year they did it. And then yeah. they moved it back to one east. Yeah. And then they have now just progressively pushed it back. And quite frankly, I actually like I like this better. Oh, it's this, way better. This new, this, especially being out here now. Especially out this, here. Right? This noon and three forty uh, kicks. I don't know how the East Coast guys do it. I really don't. I, so you know, Saturday looks kind of normal, but noon and. And three thirty. It was there like an award show on Sunday night or something. Is yeah. that is that why this? Well, the it was. They put the uh, they what they put the Emmys in the middle of the uh, middle of the game on Monday. Yeah. For whatever reason. Okay. Uh, I might never have watched the Emmys in my life. Have you watched the Emmys before, Vinny? Who does he play for? There you go. Very very. There halftime. Yeah. That's right in and those. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, During game betting on the Emmys. Well, they're in some places. Uh, yeah, have some yeah. not in Nevada, but yeah, not in Nevada. All right. Well, the big news for at least for me on Monday was that Elton John finally got his EGOT. Oh, that was you know, I was hoping. Yeah, there you go, exactly. Uh, the uh, EGOT, you got the EGOT, <laughs> <laughs> the the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony uh, for that. All right, let's go to the big one, the one that is uh, uh, breaking the bank on action. My goodness, for this yeah. game. Uh, just yeah. unbelievable across the board here for a game that well, we we got it three years ago in the AFC title game. Buffalo got out to an early lead. Kansas City ended up winning and winning comfortably, covering all numbers. Then we got the epic two years ago where Kansas City somehow found a way to win that game in overtime against Buffalo, despite having 14 seconds to get in range. Changed oh the overtime. Yeah. Yes, yes, they changed the overtime yeah. rule because of that game. Last year, we didn't get it because Cincinnati ruined the party. Yeah. Uh, instead, we got Cincinnati and Kansas City back-to-back -back years in the AFC title game, which was pretty good. Uh, but now we get it, and this is, again, there are a lot of firsts in this game. Patrick Mahomes' first true road NFL playoff game. Mm -hmm. First time that this matchup has been in the postseason with Buffalo having home field. Um, and uh, safe to say, the first time that you've had legitimately 35 moves on the, on the, on the two and a half, three <laughs> This number's moved even, more than before we even hit the weekend. More than I mean, the epic toggler this has been. I did a show this morning, and yeah, uh, I'll mention his name. Uh, you know, Trent Condon out of Iowa. Yeah. He was a good fan, friend of ours, and comes to town. And anyway, he says, "I was counting." He goes, "You've had fourteen moves from two and a half." I says, "Trent, we might have fourteen more oh, by the yeah. time they kick off." I don't know what to do here. The only thing is, when I talk to Michael Gone, I'm going to say, Michael. Remember when you had the six and a half, seven and a half game, and they, this game won't be quite that bad. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, don't don't need a. We this game's got three. more moves than John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. Oh, I can tell you that. Watch the hair. Thank you, Ann. See, Ann, she's got it right there. I, I, Ann, I, get, I, get in in the in the camera in the in 
Didn't need to produce this year. Come on in. Um, you know, guys, I think this, the, the, I think this game probably would have, it might have gone through three if the, the Bills were healthy or defense. I mean, listen, the Bills, it seemed every week, right, yeah. that there was a key injury for this team. But they overcame it, especially in, uh, in, in that straight, that stretch run, right, with five straight regular season yep. wins. Um, they win last week against uh, the Steelers up there in, in a game that got, got uh, you know, postponed and, and rescheduled. But now they come through with more. Even you know the, the, their linebacking core uh, suffered two key injuries. Um, I think their punter punter is uh, is is hurt also. Right, right, Jeff? Matt Hack this yeah. week punts. So, yeah. which is a key. Listen, the special teams, the kicking game, particularly with weather, cold. Um, that is a that's a, a significant factor too to take into consideration. So. Um, you know, Chris, I remember we were, we were talking and opened at three. And, I opened at three. You know, and then they, they took it. First bet was – that was the first bet of the playoffs uh, was, was last week, and they, they took the three. But it's gone back and forth to your point, Jeff. Uh, one of – and again, given that it's not only a playoff game in the second round, but the fourth game with everything going to it, oh. it's the biggest toggle of the season, my friend. Well, well, I mean, I would imagine, Chris, that we, even with – forget the Super Bowl because it's his own animal, but – even with next week's two conference championship games, this probably will end up, I would imagine, being, if not the biggest handle game of the year, one of the top three handle games that you have all season for an NFL game. Uh, yeah. With ease. With ease. <laughs> I think other than the Super Bowl, this will be number one. Yeah. yeah I would, I, I, you know, I, I, we got to see what next week comes, too. You know, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be hard to find a matchup that excites betters as much as this one, even well, though. We, well, you know, I mean, this is one of those where, you know, the proverbial little old lady wants to bet this game. Sorry, Ann. Uh, but <laughs> wow. <laughs> maybe maybe don't get on the camera, Ann. <laughs> I couldn't resist, Ann. I'm so sorry. My most humble apologies. I just couldn't resist. Somebody, there's only two mics working now. <laughs> no, I, 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 talk, I, I try to do some homework on this game. To see who I really liked, and there I talked about some cross currents. Kansas City is not that good in a lot of ways. They've won five of their last eleven games. They're five and six over their last eleven games, and there's reasons they they have not played that well. Now Buffalo, on the other hand, we talked about the injuries. You talked about the linebackers. I think there's like two or three defensive backs out. Yeah, yeah, there is. You there know, is, I yeah. mean, this is just. I think this is just such a brutal game to handicap. Now, I expect to see a great game, but who's going to overcome the injuries? Who's going to find can, – can Kansas City regain some of that form that they had earlier in the season? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think this is going to be a really tough game. I know, Jeff, you like to bet a lot of in-game stuff. This might be a perfect in-game to, to you can get a good handle on what's going to happen early on. That might be the way to go. I just want to bring something up real quick that uh, our mutual friend Jeff Fogle wrote mm -hmm. this morning in his newsletter mm -hmm. and it had to do with the Kansas City defense which they have allowed and I didn't even realize it until yeah. I read through it no time. I read Jeff's thing too yeah four games all year they've allowed 21 plus 21 against Detroit remember of course that featured the Canaries Tony handing Brian Branch a pick six. First game of the season first game of the season no less uh 24 against Denver where Denver took full advantage of Kansas City turnovers and punched it in in the first half twice on very short fields. 21 against Philadelphia, where the Eagles, that was, remember, that was a coin flip game where Valdez Scantling makes the play, Kansas City wins. Uh, and then the only other one that they uh, gave up over 21 uh, was Green Bay. That was the only game their defense yeah. actually played poor. Green mm -hmm. Bay, Jordan Love played great in that game. That was the Sunday night game where Kansas City still had a shot to win at the end. Green Bay was over six yards to play. It's the only time in all year Kansas City's given up over six yards per play in a game. This defense is awesome. It is the total. This team is the total antithesis of what Kansas City has been through this run, where their offense has been mediocre. Even on last week, even though they didn't convert in the red zone, I thought they played great on offense last week. They just were bad in the red area. This defense has been awesome all year long, uh, and they are much healthier, as we've said, than Buffalo on the defensive side of the ball. Well, 
<clears throat> let me begin by saying how young and excellent Ann is. Um, <laughs> and um, I know who can. Oh, you got a little spot on, on your nose. Well, that's okay, yeah. because, but my mic is on. <laughs> no, I think to to your point, Jeff. The the defense has carried this team all season. Yeah. I mean, you've got such a popular, you know, quarterback and pop icon in the, in their tight end. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, that's not where I thought you were yeah. going with that for a second. No, but I mean, no, seriously, it's all it. it listen, and understandably so. That Mahomes and Kelsey, uh, you know, are are front and center. Uh, you know, Andy Reid uh, with with his coaching. I've got to tell you, uh, Steve Spagnuolo's defense has been what's kept this team in yeah. every game. And to Chris's point about, yeah, look at what they've done. And so, in a game like this against, and let's remember this: Josh Allen's done well, even though that Mahomes oh, has yeah. got more it wasn't wins his fault they lost that game. No, you know. I mean he's. He is, uh, he, he's played well. I just, the healthier team, the healthier defense, I think is going to continue to get probably overall more, more, uh, more support here. It is, it is really, and like you said, Chris, there are a lot of things crisscrossing in this. Yeah. That I, again, I've been pretty steadfast all year. I'm lower than the market on Buffalo. I know you are. Yeah. Um, it does feel like, that if the Bills are finally, and it's so weird in a year where the Bills were, were six and six at their bye week. Yeah, they've they won were, six in they, a row or they, whatever yeah, it was. Six, you six know. straight now, including yeah, last week. Yeah. They were the going into that game in Arrowhead, which of course then got blown. Kansas City ended up losing that game in part because Kadarius Tony couldn't line up correctly. So yeah, mentioning Kadarius Tony's name with ridiculousness, and he's been a healthy scratch the last month now. There you go. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence no. on that. Uh, but this Bills, this has been a total, a totally inverse of what I would have anticipated out of them. That they would have got off to a really hot start, maybe falling apart down the stretch as their schedule got more difficult. No, they, they, to their credit, they came out of the bye week and yeah. no nonsense, won the division, got all the way up to the two seed where they might have even, they, they would have been the seven if they had lost that final right. game against Miami. Quite frankly, they probably would have beaten Miami in a game that mattered and set up a really interesting one with Baltimore. We may get next week. But with that all said, with that all said, I am just, I am just really concerned about those injuries on the defensive side of the ball. That's what would sway me. But like they, I said, you're looking at yeah. a Kansas City team. They've won five of their yeah, last I, eleven games. Now, yeah. by uh, Jeff Fogel, uh, yeah. he's a good friend, and I, I would tell everybody if you're watching this show, follow Jeff Fogel yeah. on Twitter, yeah. uh, subscribe to his Substack. You'll get great, great information. Excellent. I retweet him probably more than anybody out there. Uh and I, I respect certainly what, what what Jeff said and what the Kansas City defense has done. But like I said, they have not converted that into a lot of victories. And they're playing a team that is really hot. But how hot are they without, what, what are you talking about, five, six guys that are all of a sudden not going to play? Yeah, and, and I, go back to, I go back to one thing that happened last week with Kansas City. And I know they didn't convert in the red area. And they have to this week. If they don't, they... You lose games against teams like this sure. in their building if you go to the red zone and kick three field goals instead of even scoring two touchdowns being in a red zone. But Patrick Mahomes did something last week he hasn't really done this year. And he didn't, I don't remember a single throw last week he forced. Where throughout this year, part of the reason Kansas City, yes, the receivers are not as good, I understand that. This is the worst season Patrick Mahomes has had as an NFL starting Oh, quarter. yeah. Yeah. Which again just shows that his worst season would still stack up yeah. for many guys. Still best. all pro, yeah. But but he he had his weakest year in part because he was less patient, especially last year. Remember last year? Oh, they can't possibly be as good because they traded Tyreek Hill. Yeah. yeah, that worked out. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it kind of it was a one year it was a one year delay almost right. where everything Mahomes was just taking everything that was given to him last year. MVP, Super Bowl champion. But he was forcing it this year. He was pressing this year. And for the first time all year, he didn't press last week against Miami. And they were blitzing the heck out of him all game. Yeah, they did. In yeah. part because they had to because they were so beat up. But Buffalo's beat up. The only difference is Buffalo's pass rush is better than Miami's, especially in the current form. That's the big, that is the one thing that it has me a little bit hesitant in going full-blown full on Kansas City this week is I'm concerned about their ability to block that really good pass rush of Buffalo. 
That's really the one thing that is keeping me off of really being heavy on KC this week, more than anything. Well, I think it's. I think he's been less patient because he's had less trust in, uh, 100%. in, in, in his and receivers, except that. Well, yeah. but Kelsey, it, because teams realize that you know double, double Kelsey uh, or triple him, whatever the case may be, and uh, you know they've had the most drops of any team of any team in the league. Um, I don't. I think psychologically, Miami was was really in a lot of trouble last week. I mean, let's face it. And then the fact that they got there, what, the day before in, 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 in oh, those weather like conditions? two degrees? I mean, <laughs> you know, to me, I mean, you've got teams during the course of the year that don't do stuff like that. You know, right. and I understand that it's got to do with if they have two regional games back yeah. to back. They looked but, like they didn't even want to be there. You know, I mean, exactly. So One, two, three, Cancun. This, uh, you know, this this, this team's – now, again, again, the key for the Kansas City defense is – is stopping the principal runner for uh, for the Bills, and that's that's Josh Allen. They get over seventy five yards mm-hmm. last week, and he's a, he's been their best rusher. That sometimes, some point, that's that's dangerous if your quarterback is you know uh, your leading rusher. Uh, you know, and I guess that's over the course of a season. But here we are now in a playoff game. So you know that look, but they find a way. The Bills have found a way in. Uh, in the last six weeks, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but Kansas City has not been very good against oh, yeah. the run. Now, yeah. does that mean yeah. lining up with a one guy in the backfield and, yeah. you know, yeah. pounding it off tackle? Or does that include the Josh Allens of the world? You know, I mean, uh, Allen's just a beast. Um, you know, he's definitely one of the guys, and I think there's a few of them, with a lot of pressure on him to win a Super Bowl or at least advance here. And I think Allen has a lot of pressure I think uh, Jackson for Baltimore has a lot of pressure. I'll tell you why I think he has a lot of pressure. San Francisco. You know, I think I, yeah, they I have a lot of pressure. I don't disagree with that. I think they have a lot of pressure. And it might not come to fruition this week. It might not even come to fruition next week. When we get to, If they get to the Super Bowl, there's going to be a lot of pressure on that team to win. Well, I, I, especially with Dallas out. Where again, I never bought that Dallas was going to go to San Francisco and win a game. Anyway, yeah, the best team every June. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> but, but I think you're right. Like compared, like for Baltimore, they're one team. Look, you can't lose this week if you're Baltimore. I, I, I get that. But if you lose to Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen in the coin flip game at home, all right, so be it. For San Francisco, I mean, you're playing the seven seed. You're yeah. a ten point favorite at home. Can't lose that game. Yeah. And I don't care that the Lions are are this good team this year. Yeah, you have to beat the Detroit Lions at home to make the Super Bowl. Like you should happen. You you got you got to be able to do that. And then you're right. I mean, especially with if I, I, I'm going to invoke something that will probably annoy people, but I don't really care. You're already annoying. What's the difference? It's 100 right. Now, now I've heard that one a few times as well. <laughs> um, for Kansas. Let's just say Kansas City makes the Super Bowl and plays San Francisco. Okay, yeah. I don't want to compare anyone to the to the pa- to, to the Patriots run. I just I just don't want to. But it's kind of Patriots like, especially that last one that New England won against the Rams, where I thought that team was was mediocre, and they won the Super Bowl. This is a this is probably the worst Kansas City's going to be with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid there. Mm-hmm. And if they still make the Super Bowl and San Francisco misses a crack at beating them. Sure as heck going to feel like, man, we had the best team and we didn't win it. Yeah. That's a golden missed opportunity that we may not get again. Our so friend, our friend Dave Damashek, he got the curse of the curse of the Spostas. You're supposed the to win. You're 100%, supposed to win. Yeah, they're supposed to win, and that's how that's how you get dogs that do win. I don't know if we're going to have any dogs win this week. And, uh, you know, I think, but like I said, I think if if San Francisco gets to the Super Bowl, and I think there's a good chance that they do, they're, they're, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on that team to win to win that game. If it's them in Baltimore, it's a pick, right? Yeah, well, I think I think nine. No, I don't think so. No, I think Niners are favorite. Yeah, it's you know, it's going to be pretty close. I thought about that other game, but that's that's me. <clears throat> It'll be pretty close. And again, how do they get there? You know what yeah. happens on the way? Like again, projecting what's going to happen. What's the number next week? And I'll, look, there's a lot that goes on in these games and how the teams come through the games and out of the games. So. Um, but they're the two, certainly the two top power-rated teams. Yeah, that's uh, no, not a surprise. By the way, Vinny, just so you know, waxing Gibbous Moon in Detroit this weekend. What's who? Oh, gee, I didn't have that in my number. <laughs> Hang on. Wait a second. Let me see. Hold on. Let me get my power ratings here and and go to that column. I, I knew you would enjoy that. Waxing. Uh, one, one last Gibbous. W- w- waxing Gibbous. I mean, this is building up. What? 
Let me ask you something. Is it a full moon? Is it a half moon? Is it a crap? Right? It's not even here. I didn't even need to mention you- it today. Uh, I will ask you one last thing before before we go. This is not this is nothing to do with 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 bookmaking at all. But I, I at least oh, want to ask. What do you mean? Why not? It's astrology. Clearly, it has but, it has to do with bookmaking. No, but 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 just for the fact of Super Bowls in Vegas, tickets are already outrageous. The Buffalo would it be Buffalo Detroit or Buffalo San Francisco that would produce the most outrageously priced ticket at this point? I think it'd be Buffalo Detroit, right? Just because they have oh, neither no, of the teams have ever wanted. I think San you still Francisco. think San Francisco will well, be because more. first of all, those people have a lot of money. Yes, they do. They have a that lot of money. <laughs> you saw them here last yeah, year they, when, the, when the Raiders were here. It was yeah, what yeah. week seventeen? Yeah, it was three quarters. Yeah, nine, nine yeah. fans. Yeah, spend yeah. spend a weekend in Palo Alto if you want to know how expensive things are. Yeah, just just slightly. All right, that's all the time we have, Chris Vinny. Always a pleasure. We'll see you again next week for Conference Championship Week. Amazing. We're already January 19th. Let me say one thing. You know, again, a little bit off the track. Last week, everybody said, this, this is the best weekend of the season. The best weekend of the season. Now this weekend, they're saying, this, this is the best weekend of the season. <laughs> the you next know, week. And next week, they're going to say the exact same thing. You know what? It's all great. It's all great. It's awesome. the NFL. And then, of course, then we have the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then we have uh, March Madness after that, yeah. which is pretty darn good on its own. That ain't bad As either. well. Jerry, Sean, and great work as always. We're back tomorrow, 8.30 in the morning. Myself and Alex White, including a nice little guest spot from our friend up in Boston, Sam Panianovich, will join ah, the show tomorrow morning uh, around noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific. So Sammy P up with us tomorrow. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again. Sports by the Book, 8.30 a.m. tomorrow morning.